0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
1: Let's go to Ronna McDaniel. She's, of course, the chairwoman of the RNC. Uh, Ronna, hey, first of all, how many people have made it to the debate stage? And uh, is Trump going to show up or not?
0: <laughs> so those are a lot of great questions. Hey, Rita. Hey, John. You know, right now it looks like eight or nine have made it. I think Mike Pence just put out a release that he's going to make the donor threshold. So, you know, we haven't seen that final criteria. They have 48 hours before the debate to do that. But it's going to be a robust stage. And I, I want President Trump to be on the debate stage. You know, this is going to reach an audience of 200 million people. I think it's really important that our party uses this opportunity to get our message out against Joe Biden, because it's not just about the primary, it's also about the general election. And this is our opportunity to contrast what Republicans can do with lowering taxes, with fiscal responsibility, with uh, making sure that our borders secure, with lowering crime, with uh, tackling education. These are things that our party stands for, and we need to take this opportunity in these debates to contrast us with the failures of Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I always love the debates. You feel like you learn a lot, especially the sort of like the unscripted moments. I think you always see, but you no, know, you mentioned Pence made the, um, the donor threshold. There's other thresholds. Does it look like, um, does it look like he'll fit the other criterion? What about the pledge? Has anyone agreed, uh, to, <laughs> to do the famous pledge about supporting whoever the nominee is? yeah so it's like a
0: one two three punch, right? So the first is they have to get one percent in three national polls, so Pence has absolutely hit that as as well as others, and then there's also the the small dollar donations, which is forty thousand unique donations from small dollar donors. We're not gonna be competitive if you can't get small dollar donations so um, there's eight candidates that have reached that as well, uh, and once they reach those two criteria, then they sign the pledge. And the pledge is simply this: we call it the "Beat Biden" pledge, pledging to support the will of the voters. If, if at the end of the day, you've made your case and you fall short, and the primary voters have said this is who we choose as our nominee, we should all be pledging that the ultimate goal as a as a Republican uh, Party nominee is to beat Joe Biden. I know. Do you think Joe Biden will be the nominee? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, I just don't see any. At, first of all, there's a timeline crunch. You know, you're going to have to qualify for these primary ballots in different states. And it's hard in some of these states. And he's changed his whole primary calendar uh, to make South Carolina the first date, so that he doesn't have any competition. So I do think he's going to be the nominee uh, right now. And uh, certainly, we're, we're pleased to run against Joe Biden and his failure of a record. We're not glad for the American people, but we're glad to contrast what the re- Republicans have done and what we can do for our country versus him.
1: Do you think he'll know he's the nominee?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different question, Rita. That's a
1: totally different question. <laughs> Vita Fasella, you got a question yeah, just for Just a Obama. quick question. You've been traveling
0: the country. What's on people's minds as you, you know, from county to county across the country. What are people saying on the issues and the and the election itself? You know, guys, I mean, I, I live in Michigan. I don't live in the D.C. bubble. People are really worried. Their cost of living is skyrocketing. They're paying more for everyday goods from gas to energy to eggs to milk. Uh, there is a lot of uncertainty in this country. Crime is an issue. Fentanyl is an issue. Uh, people feel a lot of um anxiety about the state of our country. And what I hear from voters all the time is we have to win. We have to win. We we have to beat Joe Biden. Plus, they see the corruption coming out of uh, the Democrat Party. And, and I think they are really, really concerned about the state of our nation. And they want to make sure that our party unites. They don't want to see us fighting each other. And they want to see us united about saving this country and working together as a party to do so. Rona, some of my uh, uh Republican friends said that uh, uh, the Democrats are outsmarting the Republicans all the time, and and they made an example of Joe Biden's going to come out and say, "Look, all you twenty six million people have, that that uh, students that signed that uh, they want that ten thousand dollars from the uh the from pledge, the, right? The pledge, student loan, the student loans, and now they started to pay the back. I understand today was the day they started paying back the loans." So, how much hard feelings are there between the abortion issue for students and voting age uh, people and uh, paying back the loans because they are pointing their fingers? I wanted to give you the money. It's them. Yeah, I think it, it's a combination, right? Yeah, they want they want loans paid, but they also want jobs that <laughs> they can get after college, and they don't want to pay so much in taxes. So. Listen, I think we have a lot of winning issues to run on. I feel very confident on that. It's just going to be resources and getting on the ground. The RNC's launched a Bank Your Vote initiative. It's going to be really critical that we bank votes early before Election Day, that we don't try and get all our votes on Election Day. And there's been a huge education on this. President Trump actually just did a video for Bank Your Vote. Go to bankyourvote.com. This is going to be something that on the ground we have to do if we're going to be successful. It's going to come down to... Five or six battleground states, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia. We know that those are going to be the battleground states that'll determine the presidency. So how well do we organize and then how well do we message to those independent voters that are making more and more making up more and more of the electorate and determining elections. And I it's uh, Richard Weinberg, good to talk to you again. What I'm troubled what I'm troubled by is that if and I'm a House Democrat, that if you vote for Biden you're really voting for Harris. And I just can't imagine that the people of the United States really want to have Kamala Harris as their commander in chief. What do you say to that? I agree. I think there's a lot of Democrats, and I hear this even in my own community, saying, yeah, Biden may be the nominee, but Harris is going to end up being the president because they don't see Biden fulfilling a second term if he gets elected. And that is really, really frightening. Nobody wants to be California. She has not shown well as the vice president. And I think there's a lot of anxiety about her and Biden, again, running together. So there's a lot of good things for Republicans to run on. One of the great messages we have is what Republican governors did during the pandemic. I mean, they have been driving this economic turnaround. That's where the jobs are being created. That's where kids are back in school. That's where economies are doing well. And it's from policies like no income tax or low income tax, uh, keeping economies open, keeping schools open, low regulation Energy independent, open border. Uh, and these are the open, <laughs> closing the border. In exactly. Republican states right, the and, and tackling fentanyl, and so you've seen Republican governors really lead and show the way of what Republican policies can do at the national stage, and of course we saw that four years ago under the Trump administration.
1: Um, real quick, uh, Rhonda, before we let you go, uh, the sixty-four million dollar question. No, I, no, there's nothing. All right, sixty-three. Yeah, probably. Trillion dollar question. Okay. Trillion dollar question. Okay, John, okay, John, trillion is, dollar question. Now it's gotta be really good that John upped it like that. Um, you got Trump. You got Trump with, uh, now a third indictment. Uh, I, I just think about it, you know, we've all, I've covered politics a long time. You guys have been in the throes of it. Um, you sit there and go, how, I mean, th- w- what a wild moment in history this is to think about your leading candidate. And I know you, obviously you, you support all of them and work with all of them. Um, as you do beautifully, Rana. Um, but what a wild time, a wild moment this is. How do you guys juggle that between now you got another one? You may have another indictment coming. He's the leading candidate. Uh, how do you, how do you plan? How do you How does this factor into all this stuff at the RNC? Yeah.
0: It's, it hasn't been quiet at the RNC. You know, we had <laughs> two impeachments. We had a pandemic. You know, it, it has been a quiet time during my. Um, my time at the RNC. I mean, I will say this, Rita and John, I think this is so sad for our country. We have such a divided country. And Republicans really do feel like there's one set of justice for Republicans and different for Democrats. And when you see what happened last week with Hunter Biden walking into court with a sweetheart, Dale, that would have given him immunity to future prosecutions that clearly were not being conveyed to the American people, that we're now seeing because we have the House, that there were 22 LLCs formed in Biden, Inc., that 12 family members from the Biden family received upwards of $10 million in payments from foreign entities. It's really disturbing. And on top of that, this week, we found out that President Biden absolutely lied to the American people and knew about his son's business dealings. And in fact, got on 20 different phone calls with business partners of, of, of Hunter Biden. He used the influence of the White House or of the vice presidency to, to gain foreign financial backing for his son. And that is just wrong. And the American people deserve to know that. So it's not even a two-tiered system of justice. It's a two-tiered system of media because the media is not being honest in reporting these issues. And I think that's what's so frustrating to Republican voters also. Yeah.
1: Wow, you got a lot to talk about in the debates. Uh, Ronna, thank you very, very much. Wow.